This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, August 29th. Good morning. I'm Chap Alley. Here's today's headlines. Water tunnel adds climate resilience. Grants for chlorpyrifos alternatives. And Sensky touts USMCA in California. State. Tunnel project adds climate resilience to water supply. The administrative gears have been cranking ever since Governor Gavin Newsom announced in February that the Twin Tunnels project now would be a single tunnel. Most recently, the Department of Water Resources has been working with stakeholders on the latest contract bid for construction. The tunnel will draw water from north of the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta and deliver it underground to the state water project south of the Delta, pumping it into central and southern California. Yesterday, Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot said at the Sacramento Press Club that protecting conveyance through the Delta in the age of climate change is essential. He said the project adds protection from sea level rise and from earthquakes. A single quake could compromise the levees, he said, and leave millions without water for weeks. Are two better than one? Jennifer Pierre manages the state water contractors, also spoke at the event. She defended the Nixed Twin Tunnels ban, arguing that we should move the water when we can during high-flow events. But we have a trust issue, she said, citing concerns that Southern California would make a water grab. Trump and biological opinions. Pierce said that in 2008, court-mandated endangered species protections fundamentally changed the way water projects were run in California. Ever since, the two projects have been spending $100 million annually to understand the science behind the federal requirements. She said the update to the biological opinions will not be scrapping that knowledge, but adding to it while allowing more flexibility. She said the idea that more water protects more fish, quote, is a really unfortunate headline. Crowfoot added that the Bureau of Reclamation and DWR are like sister agencies working closely on water supplies. Would SB1 lock in biological opinions? Jeffrey Knightlinger, who heads the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California, said the federal and state pumps are so close together that you could almost throw a rock and hit them. They also operate closely in sync. He argued, however, that Senate Bill 1 would have the two operate under very different scenarios. Both he and Pierre said the broad environmental protection bill would lock in outdated science. Nightlinger said the two separate laws operating simultaneously would be pretty chaotic. CDFA offers grants for chlorpyrifos alternatives. The Department of Food and Ag is rolling out two new grant programs aimed at finding alternatives to chlorpyrifos, which Cal EPA has proposed banning. Governor Gavin Newsom has allocated $5.7 billion in the budget towards grants and an advisory committee, which has begun meeting. CDFA is taking grant applications through October. Biological Integrated Farming Systems Some of the grants will go to on-farm demonstration projects for biologically integrated farming systems. The aim is lower inputs, precision ag practices, and integrated pest management strategies. CDFA has a million dollars available in this grant cycle and another million for a second round next year. Now, you can read how the state has supported those biological projects in the past at agripulse.com. 
Integrated Pest Management, CDFA, is also offering $1.2 million in grants for proactive IPM solutions, the goal being to develop tools and strategies to rapidly deploy as soon as the next invasive pest lands in California. And on that note, CDFA plans to publish in September an economic impact report detailing the cost to the ag community of canceling chlorpyrifos. Sinsky to tout USMCA. U.S. Department of Agriculture Deputy Secretary Steve Sinsky is in Paso Robles this morning talking up the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement at a town hall with Representative Salud Carbajal, a Democrat of California. Afterwards, Sinsky will hold an agriculture stakeholder roundtable with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California in Bakersfield. U.S. Department of Agriculture officials have been crisscrossing the country in the last few weeks to drum up support for USMCA, especially with Democrats who are wary about voting for the agreement. Democrats still have reservations about labor, environment, and enforcement. House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson said earlier this month he expected a vote to take place sometime this fall. Feds hear Idaho case on Colorado hemp shipping. Federal appeals court judges are entertaining the idea of allowing Idaho state courts to handle a case involving the seizure of more than three tons of industrial hemp that was being transported through the state. At arguments yesterday in Seattle, two of the three judges wondered aloud why the case should not be tried in Idaho. Big Sky Scientific, the Colorado company challenging the seizure, would prefer to keep the dispute in federal court, arguing that it cannot raise its full range of issues in state court. The attorney for the Idaho State Police said criminal charges against the driver, who is currently not detained, should be resolved soon. You can read more about this case at www.agripulse.com. Companies, groups, they're warning against new tariffs. New U.S. tariffs on China, along with Chinese retaliation, scheduled to go into effect in just a few days. And dozens of U.S. companies and groups are making a last-ditch plea to the Trump administration to back down. These tariff rate increases, some starting as early as Sunday, come at the worst possible time, right in the middle of the busy holiday shopping season, according to a new letter from more than 160 organizations to President Trump. Action is needed by you to protect American businesses, workers, and consumers this holiday season. The companies and groups like the National Grocers Association, Grocery Manufacturers Association, California Retailers Association, and National Restaurant Association warning that U.S. tariffs are taxes and that they impact U.S. companies and consumers, something Trump has repeatedly denied. With some products facing tariffs as high as 30%, many businesses will have no choice but to pass along those costs to consumer, the letter stresses. Price increases will likely hit shoppers just as they are making their holiday purchases. New U.S. tariffs of 15% on $300 billion worth of Chinese goods are scheduled to go in effect on September 1 and December 15. On October 1, the U.S. will enact a 5% increase to the 25% tariff rate on another $250 billion worth of Chinese goods. Here's today's He Said It. They need that extra flexibility, that extra reliability with that if they're going to continue to farm, particularly with the impacts of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. That Jeffrey Nightlinger discussing how unfortunate it was that Central Valley agriculture interests had pulled back from funding the former Twin Tunnels project 
due to steep costs. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, August 29th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.